Hello guys, welcome back to another episode. For those who are new, welcome. And today, today's a pretty good day. Nothing special has happened, I just feel good. Uh, so I'm saying it's a good day. But anyway, so today we are going over how to control, how to become the boss of your emotions, especially in specific sadness. Uh, we're going to be talking about how to control that. Because I know sometimes we all get a little sad from time to time. I know I do. Uh, you know, things happen and it's not always great. But you got to learn how to control your emotions or also control you. And if that happens, it's not going to be the best thing that's ever going to happen to you. That's definitely going to be one of the worst things because it will ruin a lot of the hard work that you've been doing. So it's good to have it under control. And we are going to have our tech discussion. So... Uh, you can stick around for that one if you will. And we're going to be talking about the Galaxy S21 Ultra and pretty much all the things I like about it, all the things I don't, and just a list of what it brings to the table. So we'll talk more about that. And yeah, so hope you guys are doing great. Let's hop into it. All right, now let's get started. So how to become the boss of your emotions. This will kind of finish things up with the controlling your emotions series. <clears throat> and so the ability to experience and express your emotions is a very important step in your life. And it's probably more important than you might have realized. Now, as the felt response to a given situation, obviously emotions play a very key role in your reactions. And so when you tune into them, you have access to important knowledge that helps you with four things, decision-making, relationship success, day-to-day -day interactions, and self-care. And so all these emotions can have a helpful role in your daily life, but they can also take a massive toll on your emotional health and as you know, also your interpersonal relationships. And that's just never a good thing. Um, so... With a little practice, you can take back the reins of your emotions and, you know, kind of take it, take on that control that you need in order to have, you know, that dominance over your emotions. And it can be difficult, obviously, you know, it, it becomes difficult to control at times, but we have to do it, you know, with little baby steps, guys, you know. And so, Having a good emotional regulation is definitely linked to well-being. There's been two studies done in 2010, I believe, or from 2010. And the second research that uh, actually found that there is a definite link between the skills and financial success. So putting you know, a little bit of work in that front when it comes to controlling your emotions literally will pay off. And this is why, you know, they talk about you need to leave emotions out of finance. And I think that's actually true. You know, everything, ignore your emotions, ignore everything of that nature, because it won't exactly help you. So you have to ignore all emotions, just use plain reasoning and facts in order to control your finances, because that's honestly the best way to go at it. Now, here are some ways just to kind of get you on a foundation to get you started. Number one, take a look at the impact of all your emotions. Intense emotions aren't, 
you know, always bad. Emotions make our lives exciting, unique, and vibrant. And strong feelings can signify that we embrace life fully and that we're not repressing our national, our national, our natural reactions. And this was a psychologist who said this. Now, you know, it's perfectly normal to experience some emotional overwhelm on, you know, occasions when something either wonderful happens or something terrible happens, you know, both extremes and everything in the middle. So how do you know when there's a problem? Emotions that regularly get out of hand could lead to a list that I'm about to tell you. It could lead to relationship or friendship conflict. It could lead to difficulty relating to others, trouble at work or school, an urge to use substances to manage help your emo- or to help manage your emotions, or physical slash emotional outbursts. Now, I think the most common one uh, when it comes to not being not being able to control your emotions, it leads to friendship or relationship kind of conflict and that will in turn affect trouble at work and at school that leads to physical and emotional outbursts that has different then that leads to you know difficulty relating to others and from there it goes to the worst of the worst which is to use substances to help manage your emotions such as drugs or alcohol stuff like that you need to find uh, some time to really take stock of how, of just how important your uncontrolled or how damaging your uncontrolled emotions are affecting your day-to-day life. And this will obviously make it a lot easier to identify the problems in those areas. So these are a good way to figure stuff out. Number two, aim for regulation, not repression. We've talked about repression, I believe, in the in the past couple of episodes. I don't remember which one, but we did talk about repression, how you shouldn't repress your emotions because that just shows that you're not comfortable with expressing your feelings and also you're not, uh, it's, it's not very healthy. You know, you're kind of trying to keep it down underneath and eventually it's going to be like a volcano. It explodes. And not as it's not gonna and as we all as we all know, volcano explosions are for the most part damaging to a lot of people and a lot of the environment. So it's not healthy for us, you know. So you can't control your emotions with a dial, you know, if we're only that easy, you know. I am angry, let me press this button. I'm sad, let me press this button. You know, if if it was that easy to control your emotions, we wouldn't be talking about this. But imagine for a moment that you could manage your emotions this way. You wouldn't want to leave them running on maximum all the time, right? You also wouldn't want to switch them off entirely either. You got to have a healthy balance. Told you guys, one of the main things you should know about life, and I know it sounds kind of funny listening to this from either someone your own age or someone who's younger than you, but I think it's something that not a lot of people understand or know about but life is all about balance. Everything, absolutely everything. Yes, you can have that cookie and that brownie from time to time. And you have to understand that you need to exercise on a regular basis as well. You drink water on a regular basis as well. Everything's a balance. You can have either or, but 
all with good regulation. You can have uh, free time with your friends, but you also need to realize you need to work for your future. You need to plant a seed now so you can reap some benefit later. So you need to have all of these kind of balances in your life in order to experience that happiness, you know, that makes you feel good. That, I don't know, you just got to have that discipline to do so. So you don't want to repress or suppress any emotions. You know, you're preventing yourself from experiencing and expressing feelings. And this can happen consciously or unconsciously. Though this is why suppression is consciously. So you're you're making a, f- a full knowing decision to ignore your emotions. But if you do it unconsciously, that's repression. That's like when you have like a trauma, a traumatic experience and you want to forget about it, but you don't do anything to forget about it. Your mind just, since it wants to stop being tortured, it kind of ignores it, throws it down a hole or stuffs it in a bag and, you know, kind of kicks it underneath something else. Or I don't know, tries to hide it. So either, you know, you can, con- either, either of these can control to mental and physical or can contribute, sorry, to mental and physical health symptoms. And this is why it leads to a horrible, horrible path. You, It includes anxiety, depression, sleep issues, insomnia, right? Uh, muscle tension and pain, difficulty man- managing stress, substance misuse, which is usually uh, kind of like a, the rea- the. I can't, I can't think of the word anyway. But anxiety and depression, usually those lead to substance misuse or abuse. And that doesn't always end great as some people end up dying because of that. I've had a couple of people that I knew who through substance misuse have unfortunately passed away. And so I know that it's not exactly healthy. And a lot of people, I, I get it. You know, you want a way to run away from your problems you want a way to escape the reality of things find that in something that's actually healthy something that can actually um you know move you away from that for me it's traveling going to different places even if it's just going to different cities honestly you know going to beaches doing all of that um and just really admiring the beauty of this earth that we're on. Going there, going to these different places, listening to music, that, that gets me away from my problems. That's my high. That's, that's what I love to do because it gets me away from my reality. You know, I have problems too. We all do. But you have to know how, how to manage the stress correctly. You know, you're not running. I'm not running away from my problems. I know I still have to deal with them. But if I feel like I'm being overwhelmed, one definite way that I feel like I can, you know, kind of push that off or kind of ignore that for now to kind of regroup, right? To, okay, there's a lot of stuff going on. Let me just go back to center, right? And focus my energy on that and regain my composure. That way I can go back once I, you know, once I finish that kind of high or you would call it running away or some kind of therapy right you go back at it and you fix the problem now yeah so find whatever it is it could be music listening to music creating music uh it could be uh drawing 
painting. It could be recording videos. It could be gardening. I don't know. Find something that is a way of coping with stress or gives you a way out of your reality, I guess, or gives you a little bit of a relaxation kind of feeling to it. I don't know what it is for me. I love traveling. Like I said, I love going to different places, especially beachy areas, listening to music, specifically 80s music. I don't know what it is about it, but I love listening to all of these genres as well. And while at the beach or going to different places in between. And I mean, it's just, it's my high. I, I get so high off of that. And I'm just like, mm. and especially on the trip back home when it's night and I'm listening to music and it's on the freeway and you just see the cars passing by it just makes me, I feel, fa I feel so happy and so fantastic. And I, it's something I can't explain. Find your way of getting high off something healthy. <laughs> um, I don't know, again, find something, but it's definitely not the way, the way, the worst way to handle stress is substance abuse. And uh, try to find a different way. And remember, if you can't control stress, you can't control uh, success. That's something that I've always heard. You know, if you can't manage stress, you can't manage success. And so what I've been trying to do is learn how to manage stress, learn how to have my composure and keep it. So that's something that we all need to do, you know, exercise control over your emotions, make sure that you aren't just sweeping them under the rug like a lot of people do. Healthy ex emotional expression involves finding balance between all of these kinds of overwhelming emotions or no emotions at all. Number three, identify what you're feeling. So take taking a moment to check in with yourself about your mood can definitely uh, help you gain back control and you know say you've been seeing someone for a few months right you tried planning a date with them but then they say they don't have time you text again saying hey i'd like to see you soon can we meet up this weekend and they finally reply more than a day later can't busy whatever all of a sudden you might feel like you're extremely upset but without stopping to think you kind of like maybe you throw your phone across or get really angry and then you're kind of mad for the rest of the day uh you maybe kick your desk, you kick a chair, you kick your bed, you throw a pillow at the wall. I don't know. I don't know what people do when they get angry. Um, personally, when I get angry, I just kind of go to my fallback. I just go listen to music and try to calm myself down that way. But you have to understand that you need to interrupt yourself. You need to interrupt the scene and analyze the situation, you know? Does it make sense? to be this angry or be this sad for this really you know for the situation you know what should i do with these feelings what's a better way of coping with these feelings um and obviously the very first question you should ask is what am i feeling right now i mean you obviously know what you're feeling so there's no need to ask that question and you know kind of analyze the whole situation by asking what happened that made me feel this way <laughs> you know you have to analyze and break things down in order to fully understand what's going on. You may think you understand, but if you really pull all the facts together and separate them into all the categories or you structure them correctly, you understand it a lot more. And it will help you be a little less angry or be a little less sad. And that, and furthermore, will help you 
control your emotions. So reframe your thoughts, you know. It can really help you modify your very first extreme reaction. Uh, you know, it takes time before creating a certain response to become a habit. But with practice, any of these things will become easier and easier and definitely a lot more effective. Number four, accepting your emotions. And that means accepting all of them, you know, whether you're trying to just manage emotions or you're trying to kind of calm yourself down. Uh, you know, we get it. It might be a big deal to you. Maybe it's receiving good news or it's bad news. And then all of a sudden you're on the floor screaming or, you know, crying, whatever, that you can't find your keys or that someone hurt you or, I don't know, you have to realize that you have to tell yourself, calm down, not that big of a deal, don't freak out. Obviously, you don't want to do that because it is a big deal to you, as we can see through your emotions. But you have to kind of ease it, ease that calming phrase, kind of use, find a phrase like I'm upset because I lost my keys or whatever. Uh, use that phrase in a respectful way to yourself, because as you know, when you're trying to calm someone else down, you also show that respect, show a little bit of an ease into kind of making them calm. Do that to yourself. You can't stop a train by simply putting a wall there, you know, it's even if that wall was to hold up, it would hurt a lot of people, if not kill some people in that side, that runaway train. You have to ease the stop of that train. I don't know what it could be. It could be like Spider-Man, you know, put his webs on the, on the buildings and try to slow down before the train went over a cliff. But it was slowly, it was slow. And it, it slowed down the train. But you have to ease into it. You can't just make it forcefully stop right then and there whenever you say it, or else it's not going to end up great. Number five, again, this is very similar to the one that we talked about yesterday, is to keep a journal, keep a diary, whatever you want to call it, uh, in order to write down your feelings. And that and furthermore will kind of give you a little bit more space in your brain to just ignore what happened or or at least get your mind off of it as you already address the situation and how you feel. And so you won't be thinking about it nearly as much as you would have if you just kept it inside your head. So number six, take a deep breath. I've told you this before. There's a lot of power in the deep breath, whether you're ridiculously happy or you're so angry you can't even speak. Uh, let me just tell you, I've been at both extremes. I've been at both extremes. Um, I think we all have, to be honest, I think we've all been ridiculously happy and we've all also been ridiculously angry to the point where we can't say a single word because that's how mad we are. <laughs> but, you know, slowing down and paying attention to your breath won't make your emotions go away. It'll just kind of calm them down. Um, and remember, taking your emotions away is not the goal. It's to ease your emotions, not make them go away, to ease them up, to make the tension go away. You know, breathe in slowly, breathe from all the way from the bottom of your lung to the top of your lung, full inhalement of it, of the air around you, and hold it for probably like three seconds and then let it out. Uh, you could also do another way of breathing, which is breathing all the way in and counting into five. So breathe in, counting to five, right? And then exhale, but 
This time, exhale for seven seconds instead of five uh, on the inhale. That will get you to calm down because the more you exhale instead of inhaling, it calms your body down and gives you a little bit of more of peace. Seven, know when to express yourself, though. There's always a time and place for everything, including intense emotions. So sobbing uncontrollably for something is, you know, for whatever it is, um, it's, 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 you know, it's normal. But you need to know when you need to relieve the anger and tension. Uh, just be mindful of your surroundings and your situation. That way it'll help you learn when it's okay to let the feelings out. And, you know, just let them sit for a moment. The next one is to try meditation. I told you, these just keep coming up. I read article after article after article, and there's always something about meditation. And it's because it's really important. You know, this is probably one of your go-to methods. Maybe it's not. For me, I think when I have anxiety or when I'm stressing out, I definitely go to meditation for help. And that definitely does help because it makes me remember that I am... I've dealt with this kind of thing before and I can do it again. And that's what I love about myself. You know, I always motivate myself because of the things that I've been able to do. That is what gives me hope and strength in knowing that I can do it again. Like if I come into a certain problem and it's something similar to what I faced before or something of equal difficulty, I remind myself of those situations where I overcame that problem or that situation. And I always tell myself, you know, when I run into a problem, I've done it before, I can do it again. And no one guarantees me that I can do it again. But I have the belief and power in myself that I will overcome it no matter what. And for the most part, I think almost always I do. So I'm always happy about that. And number 10, stay on top of stress. You know, when you're under a lot of stress, managing emotions can be a little more difficult. Even when, even for those who generally can control their emotions, they might actually find it harder in times of high tension and stress. But reducing stress or finding other ways to manage it can definitely help manage your emotions a lot better. And mindfulness practices like meditation can help stress, uh, you know, help you out with that. It won't get rid of it, but definitely will make it a lot easier to live with. Um, yeah, so get enough sleep. Maybe uh, making time to talk and laugh with friends, whether it be on a call or on some other kind of way to talk to your friends. Exercise, spend time in nature. Uh, there's definitely a lot of places that you can visit within your state or city. Well, I'm sure they have some place of nature. I mean, I went to a botanical garden. It was beautiful there. It was very, very relaxing. It was nice. Um, you, you know, make time for relaxation and all different types of hobbies. These are all very possible ideas that we can do. So that was it for this one. Um, yeah, so really just take any of these and apply it to you, you know, apply it. And over time, it's not going to come instantly. You need to have practice discipline, repetition after repetition, and that is only then that you'll start to get into the habit of doing it, therefore helping you control your emotions. Uh, we've talked about this before. Nothing nothing in this life comes easy. 
or at least nothing worth having comes easy. Um, you know, whenever you want something, you have to work for it. It's almost, it's really rare if you get something that you want without working for it in some form or way. Anyway, that was it. So if you're leaving, have a fantastic weekend. I hope you guys have a great weekend. And yeah, so have a good one. If you're waiting for the tech discussion, let's get into it. All right, guys, we are talking about the Galaxy S21 Ultra. Now, if you know, this is definitely the best of the best from Samsung at the moment. Yeah. So let's get started. We'll talk. We'll we'll start with the specs. Then we'll start with what I like and then what I don't like. And I think in the next episode, we'll kind of compare them. Yeah, so we'll compare the S21 and the S21 Plus, and we'll compare, since they are the pretty much identical for the most part, we'll do a comparison between the S21, which is the base model, and the S21 Ultra, which is the best of the three. Now, let's go with the specs. So for the body of this phone, it does have Gorilla Glass 7 or Victus on the front and on the back. And it has an aluminum frame. You are going to have the IP68 water and dust resistance up to 1.5 meters for 30 minutes. And this one does have stylus support. So the S Pen support. We will talk more about this after. Now for the display, you have a 6.8 inch display. Dynamic AMOLED with 120 hertz refresh rate with HDR10+, and 1,500 nits of peak brightness. So definitely a very excellent display on this phone. You have an 89.8 screen-to-body ratio, so a lot of screen for the phone. You have 1440p by 3200 pixels in the resolution. You have 515 ppi density, so you are getting an excellent display with this device oh my god this is a this is the screen of screens i mean it has 120 hertz at full quad hd resolution it has a 6.8 inch display which is huge and that amoled display makes everything so much vibrant and punchy and so beautiful to look at so this is the ultimate display uh, for sure. And for the platform with the OS, which is operating system, uh, we're running Android 11 with One UI 3.1 on top. And for the chipset, you are getting the 2100 Exynos chip in the international market, and you're getting the Snapdragon 888 in the US and China, which they are both five nanometer chipsets and we will see how this goes because uh currently it seems like exynos has caught up to the point where exynos has a better battery management than apple which is pretty crazy so the s21 ultra beat the iphone 12 pro max and the iphone 11 pro max in battery tests 
which is beyond me because ever since the 11 Pro came out, or really the 11s, uh, Apple has been dominating the Apple or the battery in the in the battery area because they've been so good at optimizing it. But now Samsung caught up, and now they're ahead again. So you could say that Apple only held their battery life crown for a year because Android has had better battery forever. And it wasn't until the 11 series that really blew all the Android phones out of the water. And so the 11 Pro Max remains the best battery on an iPhone, including it beats out the 12 Pro Max. So that's pretty crazy. And now the S21 Ultra is the king again as they pretty much beat Apple's 11 Pro Max and 12 Pro Max at battery life. It literally outlasted both of them. So that's really cool. Really surprised too uh, that Samsung came back hard. So that was pretty good. Uh, Pretty good. You know, we got our crown back. So that's pretty interesting. I, I like to see that. And now for the GPU, you are getting Mali G78 in the international market and the Adreno 660 in the US and China. Uh, For the memory card, you are not getting expandable storage here either, especially uh, since the other ones aren't getting it as well. But you do have one more configuration option than the other two phones. So you have the same... uh, configure options configuration options like the normal s20s or s21 sorry uh so you do have three one of them is 128 gigabytes of internal storage with 12 gigabytes of ram and the second option is the same with 12 gigabytes of ram and it has 256 gigabytes of internal storage so definitely a lot more and then there's a third option which is 512 which is half a gigabyte half a terabyte sorry and you have 16 gigabytes of ram so definitely if you choose the highest end version of this phone it is going to be an animal when it comes to this kind of performance it's insane the specs on this phone i mean i can already picture it but uh, this one is running ufs 3.1 storage so pretty good rapid storage i think the best of the best is 3.2, I believe. Uh, so it's still great either way. Now for the main camera, here's where you're going to see a massive difference over the S21 and S21+. Plus. You're going to have a 108 megapixel camera, primary sensor. It has laser autofocus and optical image stabilization. And you have a 10 megapixel periscope telephoto lens with dual pixel autofocus and optical image stabilization with 10 times optical zoom. And then you have a 10 megapixel telephoto lens. And this one has iOS, iOS. This thing has OIS and three times optical zoom. And you are going to have the 12 megapixel ultra wide lens. And this will have dual pixel autofocus so that's pretty neat. And also this doubles like as a macro camera. So if you go to the ultra wide lens and then focus in real quickly, uh, it'll focus in on the thing that you're trying to take a picture of. So it's pretty neat that you get to use that ultra wide lens. Now for video recording, you do have 8K at 24 frames per second. 
you have 4K at 30 and 60. You have 1080p at 30, 60, and 240. Uh, so you do have HDR10+, stereo sound recording. So that's pretty neat that you get that for some good uh, sound for your recordings whenever you record video. For the selfie camera, you have a pretty beefy 40 me 40 megapixel pri uh, wide sensor, I guess. And this does have the capability of going to 4K at 30 and 60, but for some reason is capped out for 1080p at only 30. I don't understand Samsung at the moment. I don't know what their decision making in this whole process was. Um, my phone, to give you a little bit of perspective, my phone is not the highest end phone for sure, but it it's capable of doing 1080p at 30. I feel like if you're paying over $1,000, you should be able to record at 60 frames per second as well for 1080p. 1080p is nothing for that processor or this phone. I don't know why they're capping it out. Now, for stereo speakers, you do have that on board. You do not have the headphone jack, as always. You are going to get NFC. You're going to get Bluetooth 5.2, so the latest and greatest. And for the fingerprint sensor, you're getting a, the same brand new, uh, I think it was 3D Sonic Max from Qualcomm, that fingerprint sensor. So it's 50% faster and 77% bigger than the previous generation of fingerprints, fingerprint displays, under display fingerprint sensors, sorry. And you getting ultra wideband support. So that's gonna be for some pretty interesting features in the future. And I don't know how this is gonna stack up to real world usage. I think there's something about making kind of like a wireless key for your car or something like that. So it should be interesting to see. Now for the battery, you get a massive 5,000 milliamp hour battery. It has 25 watt fast charging and you have fast wireless charging at 15 watts and you have reverse wireless charging at 4.5 watts. So pretty much the same specs in the sense of charging uh, as, as the other phones in the previous generations. Now for colors, you get Phantom Black, Phantom Silver, Phantom Titanium, Phantom Navy, and Phantom Brown. Although keep in mind, if you want to have the phone by January 29th, which is when pre-orders end, I believe, uh, you you are only going to get two options, which is Phantom Black and Phantom Silver. So if you don't want any of those, and you might want to go with Phantom Navy or Phantom Titanium or something like that, those are custom made by Samsung themselves. And you're going to have to wait like an extra two weeks, I believe for that to arrive so keep that in mind um, also when you go to the carriers they're not going to have all of these colors they're only going to have phantom black and phantom silver but honestly if i were to say something i can't really choose between phantom black or phantom silver phantom silver looks really good but that black though is so nice i'm not even gonna lie i, I think that's the first time i'm saying that that black is so nice and I really love it. It looks so clean. And plus, I think it'll match my aesthetic for this desk as it's kind of like a dark and black kind of thing going on. I have wood. Well, not wood. It's glass, but it has like a wood covering. 
so it looks like wood. And then you have like all of the, like a lot of the things that I have on my desk are black. My microphone, my other microphone, my charging cable, my phone, my computer, my wireless charger. Uh, all of these other cables are black too. I don't know. I think I have a thing for black. Yeah, so I love the black. I mean, you guys should check it out in person if you can. And once, you know, pre-orders are up. And you should definitely search it up online and look at that black. I don't know. Look at videos, especially. Videos are really good. You get more of a better view of what the black looks like. And so it's very nice to see that. And, okay, so what I like about it, I love the display for sure. That This is the display that every other display wishes it could be. Like, it is insane. This display is amazing. Um, I love the form factor for sure. I do like the dis the the way it feels or the way it looks like it feels at least. And I do like the One UI for sure. But if we're talking about the new stuff that they're bringing on board, I do like that they are catching up with the Snapdragon chipset. Uh, the Exynos I'm talking about, the, how they're catching up with Snapdragon. I do like that. Another thing I do like is the cameras. A lot of versatility, a lot of professionalism, a lot of cool, neat features that they're bringing. And I do like the stereo speakers. I do like the new Bluetooth. I do love that massive battery as it beat the iPhone 12 Pro Max and the 11 Pro Max. That's insane. The king of battery was the 11 Pro Max. And just to give you a perspective, the 12 Pro Max dies before the 11 Pro Max. So it's showing you that the 11 Pro Max still has the best battery of any iPhone. Um, but now Samsung took the crown from the 11 Pro Max and now it's the S21 Ultra. So that's pretty neat that you get that much battery life. It's insane. You know, they weren't kidding. The, there were some reviewers who were saying it's a no, it's a worry-free battery. And I was just like, okay, you know, it's pretty interesting. I've never really heard that before except on the iPhone 11 Pro Max. And it's true, you know, the S21 Ultra actually beat out the 11 Pro Max and 12 Pro Max in battery life. So that's insane to even think about. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's just cool. Now the things that I don't like, I don't like that they took the stylus support and put it on the S series. I just don't think that was a very good idea. Uh, I just, I, I don't like that. And because that, you know, that, that was exclusively for the note, you know, it was only for the note and now they're giving it to... Obviously, they're not giving the full range of features, but the fact that they're even showing that they're wanting to give stylus support to the S line, it's not, you know, it's not the best idea for, you know, I don't really like that idea. Another thing I don't like is there is no expandable storage. So for years, it was known that Samsung and mostly Android as a whole offered expandable storage. Now, I don't know who to turn to for expandable storage because iPhones definitely never had it, apparently. Um, I mean, I knew that they didn't have it. I just didn't know that they never had it. I always I always knew that they didn't have it. I just thought that maybe like in the iPhone 3 or 4, maybe they had it, but apparently not. Uh, so there's that. 
I don't like how they took that off. You know, for years, Samsung was the one that kept it, and now they took it away. Hopefully, they'll take it back. They'll bring it back because they brought it back with the S6. With the S6, apparently, they took out expandable storage, and people did not like that at all. And so Samsung was like, okay, 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 we'll put it back in. And they did. They put it back in for the S7. And they've kept it all the way up until now. So if we can be vocal as a community, we can get back that expandable storage, which is definitely something very important to a lot of people, including me. I personally like it a lot. Now, another thing that I do not like is, I mean, it's not that I don't like it. It's just the design is kind of weird to me. Uh, I don't know. I just find it strange. But it is what it is, you know. And another thing I wish that they would change is if, is the charging capability i wish they would make it go higher like 30 watts or 45 watts or something like that and uh especially with reverse wireless charging i wish they would improve that as well or yeah reverse wireless charging it's only at 4.5 watts i wish it was at five or something or at least you know at least five and go higher from there but it is what it is honestly when it comes to these three phones the S21 Ultra really is the best of the best. And honestly, I feel like it is worth the buy. With the S21 Ultra, at least, I think it's definitely worth the money. Uh, for what it gives you, it's insane. Good value. But, you know, check it out on all different types if you can find it. Uh, on Amazon or on eBay, wherever you shop, there they have it for sure. It's always been Samsung against Apple, and so you always have that going on. Personally, I think I've seen a lot of camera reviews, and so far, Samsung is beating out the 12 Pro Max in not every area because I told you, the 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 cameras on both of these phones, the 12 Pro Max and the S21 Ultra, they're both excellent cameras, and the S21 Ultra beat it only by one point like there was three categories like out of yeah i don't know how many categories there were there but there was three that samsung won three or two i think that iphones won and then in five other categories they tied and at the end they only samsung won by one point so that's crazy you know that's how good these two cameras are and you can't go wrong with either you know they're both excellent cameras although if you want more versatility and more flexibility with the camera the s21 ultra is definitely the one to go it definitely gives you a lot more options and a lot more flexibility anyway that was it for this one i hope you guys enjoyed and i'll talk to you guys a little bit more right after this Alrighty, guys thank you for listening i appreciate each and every one of you for taking the time and Yeah, so I hope you have a fantastic weekend, a fantastic rest of your day. And yeah, so hope you guys learned something. I'll catch you guys in the next one. Until then, peace.